Blog Talk Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Being sponsored by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Good evening. Good evening. And God bless each and every one who's t- who are tuned in tonight. Um, again, a blessing from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, tonight, again, it's a somber night as the war still rages in Ukraine, and I would just admonish those who are listening tonight to pray for those uh, in the Ukraine. Russia said that they were pulling back, but they start rocketing one of the largest cities all over again. So there are so many, uh, right at 4 million, um, who have been displaced, almost the population of L.A. uh, or Chicago, well, more than Chicago, but L.A. have been displaced from their home, going to Poland and other uh, countries to uh, to the west of Ukraine. Children, elderly, and those who are sick, hospitals, been shelled, a bomb, whatever you would like to call it. And, uh, just so many kids are dying uselessly and senselessly because the USSR or Russia, as we say, would like to make them a part of their country, which they uh, had their independence away from Russia and wanted to be their own nation. It is imperative that we understand that there are it's not a large country. It's uh, a country of uh, 44 million individuals or people. Uh, Russia, in reality, is not that large of a country itself. It has 144 million uh, people in population. Uh, It's it's less than half the size of the United States of America. It's less than half. America has 330 million people that inhabited the United States of America. Now, they passed... uh, a bill today before I get into it to, to our history talk. Uh, President Biden signed it. But this is something should have been signed for many, many years. Uh, what they're signing is, is about the Hate Crime Act. And up to 30 years, they say up to 30. Well, if a person take a life, I think that that person should spend the rest of their lives. Not like uh, they do uh, most African Americans who commit a murder or something. They convict them of second degree murder and uh, they get a life sentence. 
Um, so I, I think that it should be more harsh. Every time uh, they do something, it's uh, it's taken. It they take something back from us, and it's time that our uh, African American females uh, take a deep look at. I was hearing them speaking concerning uh, black business women, and people need to support the black business women. And I, I thought about it, and I see it, that was. That was just absolutely sad for to make that statement. And you, some may say, well, you, you're wrong, but I'm, I'm correct. For some odd reason, they have separated the black male from the black female. Uh, we're just one race. The race haven't uh, received as a people, as a people, as African-American people of this country, we haven't as a whole received our rights. Now all of a sudden, um, this society have turned our females to say, well, we want ours and forget about the men who went out and was hose pipe, was bit by dogs and protest and died for the civil rights bill. But now we want, we want ours and they're going by what, um, the white females or Caucasian females in the country are saying women right. Well, they got the vote, the white females got the vote in, in 1921. Black females didn't get the vote until in the, really in the 60s they passed different uh, uh, voting acts, which after slavery they passed them, but they took things away that they gave us. Um, so they're separating us, but We've always heard the saying, united we stand, divided we fall. And, and we need to take heed to that. Uh, we've been separated too long, and what we other people say is not about male or female. We're all the same. And if uh, the black female, I should say, uh, it's the male and female thing that we're fighting for the rights of African-American people, not African-American female. And I see that all too often. And if they don't not paying attention to it, lately they have given the privilege to the black female and they try to downcast or derate the African-American male. So um, I wanted to say that before I start because I wanted to open some eyes and be aware of what's going on because this is something that's been going on. And I'm going to say this as I move along, and I think this is going to be very important for me to say this. Females outnumber men in America through war, prison, and just natural death because men live a shorter period of time than females. But just by that, the white females would like to take over America because their uh, uh, their husbands or the white males have been running this country for years. So they scream they would like to uh, about the women's right. But we only make up thirteen percent of three hundred and thirty million people. So when they get at the head of the table, they're going to treat you the same way you've been always treated, black females. 
So we need to stick together as a people, the black male and the black female. We should stick together as a people. I see so many things that we're neglecting that that's going on right now. It's transpiring every day, but we're so busy partying and if I would say so, so busy partying and not teaching the people, even in the churches where Dr. King led the churches, we're not teaching the people and teaching them how to overcome the horror and telling them things that they should be aware of. We're allowing those things to just go unchecked. It's time that we check the different things and the open eyes of our African-American females to quit talking about women's rights when uh, African-Americans have not received their equal rights yet. And now what you separating yourself from the African-American male. Well, the thing should be, it should be with the right fight for equal rights for all, not for women or not for men. Everyone should be equal. So I'm, I'm just kind of despondent with some of even the most renowned uh, African-American females have caught on to that because their white counterparts are saying things like that. And uh, African-American men need to understand it's not about being the African-American man, but we have to uplift our queens. We need to uplift them and bring them along with us. Even the Bible says, how could two walk together unless they agree? So, I, again, you know, I, I, my PhD is in theology, but I study genetics, I study uh, anthropology, paleontology, and things like that. So I studied, and uh, uh, I learned different things from studying different fields, but I, I'm just totally at awe about the things that are going on. And uh, I'm at awe that other people, we're so busy doing certain things that we're allowing them not to teach ourselves, not to teach uh, certain courses in school because uh, it, it, uh, though our white counterparts say that their children are going to feel bad about themselves. Well, sometimes I've always heard the truth hurt. If the truth hurts, you got to wear You have to wear that shoe. Yes, tell your children the truth about America, and tell them the truth of tell them just who 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 settled here, who was the original people that were here. Don't give them the name Indians, the indigenous Americans. Don't uh, you don't want them to know that, and really in world history and in, in biology and other things that that teach and you'll find out that life originated in Africa and everyone mutated from being African. Even the Bible talks about the honor the the origin, excuse me, of man and you know, it happens in Africa. When you look at it and some may say, No, the Bible was not written in Africa, but that's not true. Uh the Bible speaks of Africa all the way back with Adam and Eve. Matter of fact, in the second chapter of Genesis, they say it talks about where the garden was located. There was a river that branched off and formed four rivers. And then they talk about the Gion and the Pishon. Well, 
it's important that we understand the Gaion River and the Paishon River. And you could you could look this up for yourself. It's the Nile River which runs in uh, Eastern Africa. Matter of fact, one of the longest rivers in the whole world is the Nile River. Being being made that that you may not understand, Africa is larger than China, America, and Europe put together. Land-wise, it's more land. You can set those three countries inside of the continent of Africa. Now, 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 when I was saying these things about that, if you look up the Guyon River, you're going to find out it is the mile. It's the Nile River, and you find out the Nile River and find out how it flew because in the Bible, the Bible said that this land mass, I mean the river encompass, mean to, to encircle uh, the land of Havilah, which is Cush. Whereas Beldonian Rachin, well, that tells you that it, that's the word for Ethiopia is Cush. And and Havilah was the sons of Cush, uh, and so it was Ham's grandson. Okay, so that means that it encompassed the land of Ethiopia. Then they say the Nate that was the guy in Nada Pishon encompassed the land. They talk about call it Deja Buti or uh, uh, Somaliland, which is Somalia today. So those two two African countries that's right there that that we're speaking of. So it's it's important that we learn these things. It's time that we stop just reading the Bible and study the Bible. It's time that we think about what we're reading because it goes on to give it, and it's important that you understand you, the Nile River is not one river, but the Nile River is more than one river. You have the Blue Nile and the White Nile River. They just split up and form two different rivers, and then further down, they have the Bantu, Abata River uh, that even springs out from it. That one runs from the uh, <coughs> excuse me, from the east to the west. But now, nevertheless, the Bible talks about the Hedekia River, which the Bible says runs east and west. But and, it, and today's scholars say that it is the Tigris River, but I disagree. And the reason I disagree is because the Tigris River run uh, parallel to uh, the Euphrates and the Euphrates run north and south, not east and west. So I, I, it may be the Abatu River, but you might say, well, those are two different continents. No, the continents was not separated. That was before the Great Deluge. That was before Noah's flood occurred. That was before the Ice Age and separate different land masses. So uh, the, that's that's the answer to that. And uh, if anyone wants me to explain that to you, I can do it because uh, right now the only reason those continents are not joined together right now today is because they built the, the Suez Canal that ran from the uh, Mediterranean, the Atlantic to the Mediterranean. You pass through the Mediterranean Sea and you go through the Suez Canal which which go to the Gulf of Suzanne and it empties to the Red Sea, the Red Sea and into the Indian Ocean, and you could be all the way on the other side to it, India, China, uh, et cetera, in the east. So that that that's one that's that's something that we have to look at. And even the Bible 
tells us so much about the people. But now I'm gonna I'm since we went there, uh, and I want to show you show you guys some things, and I pray that you be studious and you learn to not just take what a person say, and no matter if it's if it's Dr. Kemp or whoever, because I do my homework, and I want you to be able to go and uh, and look up the information that I'm giving out because it is it's pertinent to our situation today. And uh, I, I I just feel that the research that I do, I want to tell you where you could go and research and get the same information. But the foregoing information, what I talked about earlier concerning the rivers that were included in the Bible, you can find that very easily about the guy on in the Pishon River, how it running at the Blue Nile and the White Nile. And... Uh, all you have to do is uh, look up the definition of ham, and it would tell you about the definition of ham. It's a ham is the progenitor of the dark race. He was born, um, they said that he was born somewhere about 96 years before the flood, and he is the progenitor of the dark race, the Ethiopians and the Egyptians and the Libyans and the Canaanites. Now, it's important that you understand that the people that you see in um, that's over in the Holy Land, and not the Holy Land, excuse me, that's in Egypt today, uh, what they call nomadic Arabs, mean Arab people that came there and conquered and pushed the people back to the southern parts of Egypt. If you ever get a chance to visit Egypt, if you go in the uh, southern parts, you'll see that they are African. And even a lot of the uh, kings that were there were Nubians, meaning from around the Sudan um, area. And matter of fact, there are more uh, pyramids in the Sudan than that's in Egypt. But nevertheless, that the, uh, if you look the Bible Dictionary, which is Zondervan uh, Bible Dictionary, that would tell you that. And Zondervan is not African-American, but he's Caucasian. But he tells the truth that he, that he's a progenitor of the dark race. Now, but having said that, but he said that Ham is the progenitor of the dark race, but not the Negro. We know Japheth supposedly by the biblically that Japheth is the father of the Caucasian or the white race. Now they say Semitic people or the Hebrew people were called Negroes, and it's only one race of people that that's called Negroes and Negratos or whatever you want to call us all over the world as a kid. I remember say we was colored people, then went from colored people to Negro, then we went to black, now we're African American. But I, the thing that I know is that I am of African descent, but I'm, a, I'm American because I don't know anything about Africa. I would love to go and visit and to see where my people came from, but it's been back, maybe I could trace it back into the 1700s. But I know it was much before that. They say that the slaves came. That's the first slave ship that brought slaves was in 1819. But I, some say big the difference that it was 1555. 
to be uh, to to, to uh, bring it up to snuff. Now, I was telling you that, but I was telling you that because I'm trying to go somewhere with this. If you ever paid attention to it, Abraham's children were able to pass for Egyptians. And now you heard that uh, the Bible says that Ham's the progenitor of the dark race. Well, how did Moses pass for Pharaoh's son? How did in the Bible when Joseph's brother sold him into slavery that Joseph passed Passed for Egyptian, unless he were a dark race too. The Hebrews, which the Hebrews were people from Sumerian or Sumerian or or the Sumerian people. And if you ask 5,000 years ago, what color were the Sumerians? They would tell you they're charcoal or black or chocolate, and they have stooped noses, mean thick noses. So now a lot of things that just obvious with the Bible that tells you that where it was located. And by the way, that, uh, that there's a great titanic plate and rift that runs throughout Africa all the way through the Holy Land. All of that was one area during one time. Nevertheless, if you read your Bible, David talks about lions. He talks about cheetahs. He talks about leopards. And they're not, today they don't seem to be indigenous to that part of the country, but you have to understand that the, the Suez Canal had not been written, and during that time, the animals was all over. And so you can find it all the way through the Bible where the people were of the Bible were uh, of the uh, African race, uh, uh, what they say, Negroid. Uh, also, uh, we have to understand that the Europeans made Jesus White, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the patriarchs, the judges, uh, the prophets, everybody uh, white that's in the Bible. So uh, blacks think they didn't have anything to do with the Bible, and it's more or less whites had less to do with the Bible than people from of Africa. Okay, uh, talking about that, uh, and the reason I, I I I bring back this for do trying to do different historicities uh, that which is true and authentic, I want to be authentic with you and tell you the truth since it's been hidden to you in your school. They're not talking about it. They're not talking about. They lie to you and tell you that uh, your people sold you into bondage and part is partially true. Some of the People did sell those they captured, you know, in war was selling. But so many kings themselves, when they found out the harsh treatment and being burned with a hot iron, you know, for whose property they are, they they didn't want to do it anymore. They tried to stop it, but they, when they were not able to do it because of the firepower with the guns and the ratings in the village. And one might say, well, why did they, they fought back? But you have to understand other races, other than the Caucasian race, you don't find that much war. They start war with every country and try to take over every country. And that has been written from from the beginning to the end of time that this is a, a, a war-mongering race of people. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying everybody's bad. 
there are good and bad, there are good black people, there are bad black people, African-American people. There are good whites, but there are so many uh, are bad because they have been lied to by themselves that they are superior, and they are no way superior than anyone else that walked the planet. One Lord, one faith, and one baptism have we all been baptized into one body. The thing that single things out is poverty. If you keep the people poor and keep them underneath you and believing when you don't teach nothing about them in school, then they believe that they're nothing themselves. So that that's some of the things, and and it, it's it's important. I, I uh, last week we was talking about two uh, people that were so instrumental in the Civil Rights Act, but most people just know of Martin Luther King and some others. But that place that really, really was some of the ground that Dr. King stood on, you know, and and things that happened earlier within time. You had two Sunday overtures who put together and overthrew the French government that had Haiti. We call it uh, back then, it was called the Dominican Republic. The well part of one side of the island, Hispaniola. It was called Hispaniola. But right now it's divided. One side they call Dominican Republic. The other side is Haiti. Well, two suddenly over to it. And I wanted to say that because I wanted to let you know that 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 the slaves were not just humble people that allowed people to do them certain things, but they were not, you know, really writing teach about how the slaves had to overcome some of the best generals that, well, seven of the best generals that the French had two Sunday over to uh, defeated them. And also uh, talk about Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey came from Jamaica, been to Puerto Rico, then came and set up in New York. And he was the preaching, and he was not preaching, but he taught liberation. And he was talking about us not, uh, African-Americans, not depending on others for to get what we need to get and for to do what we need to do. Uh, and that's what I think today we haven't been taught by our fellow brothers and sisters about how to get what we need to get. Now, as I, I begin to talk, I, I always like to go back because, again, at the beginning, I told you about praying for the people in Ukraine. You know, I, I, I want to tell you this, too, before I, I get off into go back from the beginning of time. I want to just, just just touch base on something. The racism is so prevalent prevalent in this society. America very fiber is built up on race and being racist and racism. The very father of this country. And if someone say I could explain it to anyone that want me to really break it down to them, if I let them know how it's in the economic system, it's in the judicial system, it's all over. It just permeates all through. Um it's just some it just it's just so hurtful that we you have to say it that way and let your children know that they have a ceiling that they can only go it so far. But other races don't have to do it. 
Now, excuse me. Now, when when we when we start thinking about what's going on and how racist this country is, we think about not passing the George Floyd Act about how the police brutally beat people. And it's no one saying to get rid of the police because I, I live in the hood and uh, thank God for the police. But we don't want you to come beating up our children, grandchildren, my neighbor children, uh, the kids in the community because they ask you a question, uh, shoot, them, shoot them down like there's some animal or something a rabid animal, shoot them down and then make up an excuse and then they always get away with it and they ask why do uh, African-Americans riot? Because you don't listen. If we don't do certain things, then you don't listen. We haven't got any way by talking for years, for hundreds of years, so they go a different route. And I'm like uh, Dr. King, I, I don't I don't condone it. I don't condone uh, the rioting and looting and things like that. I try to get out of the way, but I understand why it's done. I understand exactly why it's done. I understand, you know, it, it, it comes from people, civil rights have been violated, they've been beaten, they've been killed, and the people are tired of it. They're just simply tired of all the crazy mess that's going on. So I, I, I think that um, we'll do better trying to uh trying trying to come together as a people in the country, this country, the United States of America, which is, to me is one of the greatest nations in the world, but we just suffer from people who are narcissistic and think that they're all that in a bowl of chipping or not. Now, as we go back, and we're going to go back to the uh, beginning of, of, of where they say man was uh, originated from, and we know that if they went to look for the earliest fossils of mankind or where, where mankind came from, they always go to the eastern north and middle and southern parts of, of eastern Africa. And they've always found fossils of different uh, individuals, maybe uh, 3.2 million years old with, with Lucy. And that's one of the earliest fossils that they found, but they They've been finding some that may predate Lucy. And they know that Lucy was bipedal, meaning that Lucy could walk upright, and that they found Lucy was found over 3.2 million years ago. And that Lucy was found by a guy, if you want to look it up, his name is Don or Donald Johansson, J O H. O-N-S-O-S-O-N, or Johansson, excuse me, J-O-H-A-N-S-O-N. And his name, the other guy that was with him was Tom, T-O-M, Gray, who was looking for rocks and other things. And they stumbled upon this uh, 
Homo habibilis. But now Lucy is called Australopithecus. If you want to look it up, Australopithecus, A-U-S-T-R-A-L-O-P-I-T-E-C-U-S, Australopithecus. Now, they also had another uh, couple. This couple here with a married couple, Louis Leakey and Mary Douglas Leakey, they found uh, they were different, you know, British, different British paleontologists. They discovered the first fossil, what they call a proconsul. They say that's why man first started walking upright. A man became bipedal, uh, shows that some apes were bipedal, meaning that they could walk on two legs. And uh, it's cardinal how the, your different bone structures are in your hip. And it shows how a monkey is so it's widespread. So wide. It takes away his balance, so he has to have his four for uh two legs on the on the ground and two up front has to be there. Now if you find out about the pro council score that and what they call pro council score is a extinct ape which is now to believe and listen to what I say pro council believed to be the ancient ancient ancestor to the human race. And they uh and that was a Mary Douglas Leakey. She also discovered what they call a robust meaning um zenzatropus and that's a skeletal remains that in that word zenzatropy or zenzatropus meaning that it was found in East Africa. The skull and they found it in what they call now the OD Guardian Tanzania around Mount Kilimanjaro. They also in that that um in in that in that area they found some fossils of ancient apes as well as humans that dated back about two point one six million years while excavating in the OD's garage and this occurred in nineteen sixteen. Again that's Lewis Leakey and Mary Douglas Leakey who did their research in that area. It's important that we understand and we look at the things that have been defined. Now, later on in life, now I've showed you, they found one skeletal remains of what they call Lucy. That was by Don Johansson and Tom Gray. That was found in 1974 in the list off of uh, south and southern part of Ethiopia. And, uh, the 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 council excuse me the homo bibulus uh, was found to be like uh, how many her age would have may related her to be like two hundred three three excuse me three point two million and also zenzantropus would be two point one six million so Mary Leakey uh, discovery with her husband Lewis would they back two point one six million years ago. So it's it's almost and Lucy would be over um millions of years before her. Now it it's a, it, it may seem strange that all these occurrence 
uh, are, are so prevalent, but it goes on to tell us now all this happened in Africa. Whenever they're looking for fossils of the earliest living human uh, uh, origin or the origin of mankind, they don't go to other countries. They come to Africa because they know that Africa is where everything started from, which uh, so many African-Americans don't understand that premise that even whites know when they get ready to look up where they, they come from. Why do we have the different societies that we have? And and if you do your research, you'll find out about the schools and the teaching, the math and the numbers and astrology, all that came from Africa. It did not come from the Greeks. For himself, the Greek scholar Herodias and 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 and, and he said that his education came from there. And we have to understand that that they were educated in Aristotle. He was too ed- educated there. So it's things that that we really need to study and find out. But now, one of the most important things to know that you are, uh, I, I saw this Muslim in one day, and he was trying to tell white that he, he made a statement. I had to laugh. He said that I am your daddy. And what he was saying you are nothing but a mutation of me. That white folk is no more, more than a mutation of black folk. And so that's what he was saying. And they didn't want to agree with him because they were not well studying. But he began to talk to them and he began to explain, if you want to look it up, you could find this if we uh, track our DNA in our maternal uh, inherited mitochondria within ourselves. All the humans, all humans have the theoretical common ancestor, meaning we all theoretically came from the same person. This woman, known as mitochondria Eve, because Adam and Eve was supposedly the first people on this earth. Uh, mitochondria Eve lived between 100,000 and 200,000 years ago in South Africa. Now she 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 wasn't now she was not the first human, but every other human lineage eventually had no female offspring, failing to produce the mitochondria DNA. As a result, all humans today can trace their mitochondria DNA back to her within her and that of her peers exists all the genetic variants we see in contemporary humans today since Eve time. Different populations of humans have drifted apart genetically, forming distinct ethnic groups that we have today. Now now what 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 this tells me is that from these people this one African lady now, notice that this is an African lady who that they found fossils, and everybody's carrying her DNA. And that means a lot. And, and when you're talking about this person, this woman, everybody carrying her DNA, white, black, purple or green, everybody, no matter where you live, you still carry 
you know, you can't just you. It, it it's impossible to go anywhere else and find these fossils that date back to prehistoric times, but you can find them in Africa, and and that's the reason why that they because that's why God chose to to start life in Africa where He created man, not a flying saucer, not UFOs, but God Almighty Himself. Now, we talked about how we see the contemporary humans since Eve time difference in populations of human health drifted apart genetically, forming distinct ethnic groups that we have today. And all it is is saying some people look like we have Japanese, we have Chinese, we have people, and everybody's unique in their own way. Everyone is unique in their own way. So when you understand these things, that these people are unique in their own way, we'll find out that God created them in Africa. Now, And I want you to understand about the geographical location of Africa, where Africa is located and on the map is where it stay warm and Things can grow at all times. It is one of the most productive places in the world. One of the most productive places in the world. Uh, and uh, just hold on one, one second. I have to do something. One second. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I got to do this funny as it's on the back. Okay, hey, I'm sorry about that. I'm very sorry about that. Uh, but anyway, we'll find that dealing with mitochondria Eve, that everyone that populates the globe today carry this black female. DNA. They also found a man who was about 2,000, 500 years, dating back 2,500 years. She is the closest relative yet to the humanity common or the female ancestry mitochondria Eve. He's a guy. And they know that he fished along the coast of uh, South Africa, and he is genetically the closest master Eve. Now, they found his skeletal where they were able to get the DNA around what they call St. Helen Bay in South Africa by uh, by archaeologist named, this archaeologist that, that found the remains, his name is Andrew Smith, if you would like to look that up, is Andrew Smith at the University of Cape Town. Now, it's important that, that I'm giving you these things because uh, I want you to, to, to be able to go behind and look up what I'm talking about. Be able to look up what I'm talking about, see, uh, we also used to have need to understand about 
how the first ancient humans from the sub-Saharan Africa, which is really we call sub-Saharan Africa, when you're doing your research, you're going to find they call it the cradle of humanity. And they had their DNA sequencing and found out many things about it. Now, I want us to, to be very well aware when we're talking about sequencing our DNA, finding out who are we related to, where we came from, and things like that. And when you get off into about the DNA aspects of our nature, you're going to go to Professor Leakey. And when you go to Professor Leakey, he's called a father. He's called the father of, of the DNA that we have. I'm not leaking, excuse me. I'm very, very sorry about that. Talking about the father of DNA that we have today of genetics, and DNA will fall, fall under our genetics. And that's Gregor Mendel. And what Mendel research did was talks about the inheritance that involved with the passing on of discrete units of of genes from our parents, great-grandparents, to the offspring. Now, Mendel found out that when you would, even with different plants, if you plant different color seeds, they would come up. Uh, if you put a dominant seed in, in, and if they would cross-pollinate, it would always come up instead of if you have a white flower, and that's what you call cross-pollination, and you would take, and you would take a darker red flower and a white flower, if you would take the pollen off that dark red rose and put it on the white rose, then the, the rose is going to come out with a red color to it because the, the darker the color, the more dominant it is. So Mendel came up with this now. Mendel, in Mendel's law, Mendel found out when he started dealing with humans that black or uh, brown skin uh, come from dominant genes. Brown eyes come from dominant genes. Light skin, which is Caucasian, or blue eyes, is called recessive genes. Now, the term dominant, meaning talking about, talking about black people or dark-skinned people, carry dominant gene because you heard where mankind originally, God started mankind within Africa, is called a cradle of humanity. They have carried dominant gene. Brown eyes come from a dominant gene. White or light skin carry, and the term dominant, again, you can look it up. The term dominant, you can look it up in Webster Dictionary. It means superior. And it's not that 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 because uh, I'm not uh, Caucasian and that I'm brown, I'm a brown, a darker like brown, that I'm dominant to anybody. But this is uh, 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 this white geneticist, Gregoire Mendel, the top one, he did his research and came up with it. Light skin is recessive. Recessive means a lower form. Light skin is a recessive gene. Blue eyes is a recessive gene. Now, he, he also had different laws. He had the law of, of independent assortment. If you, you could assort out different colors, and when he, he said they're like dealing with plants, you could put 
uh, take a white rotor and put all your white rotors together, and your white rotors will only produce white rotors through uh, independent assortment. But if you take and put all red rotors in one bundle, for some odd reason, you could still come out with a a, 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 a white rose. And then the next law was of dominance. But the more you put in one area of one color, it's going to dominate. And the law of segregation is when you put them in just certain sections. But now I want you to listen at this. The, the law of independent assortment. If you independently assorted, you still could come up with a different color. Now, I want to show you something about about that. Where you, you could get the recessive from the dominant, meaning you could take two black people and come up with a white child. It's called albinoism. But you can't take two, you cannot take two. Uh, white individuals and come up with a black or brown skinned child. See, you could get the dominant. You could get the excuse me. You can get the recessive from the dominant. Mean you could get white from black, but you can't get black from white. And if you ever notice that that there's not that many people with blue eyes. Most individuals have brown eyes because that's not uh, uh, a dominant. That uh, come from recessive. It's a lower form. And and to be totally honest with you, the least population of the world is uh, is European. Talking about the uh, Caucasian race, only make up eleven percent of seven seven over that seven billion seven point five seven point nine billion people. Uh, the uh, Europeans are a white race, only make up 11%. In other words, 700 and some million people, right at 800 million people. That's all in the world that they are. There are billions, over a billion, over about almost 1.4 billion African people with African heritage on this earth. Now, I want us to understand that there are also different things that you, what you call, call talking about hidden DNA discovery only found in black African people. It's a hidden DNA that you could only find in black people. Now, when they, they, they did this, and it was copyrighted in 1996, but it wasn't published as a book, and it's the World DNA Strain. And it was done by uh, 15 white scientists, and it's called the American Association for the Advancement of Science, and it's called a DNA Series Genome. Now, Dr. Edward Robinson was talking about what these scientists came up with, these 15 white scientists, and the reason why they didn't care about publishing it in a book. But they do have it copyrighted, and I tell you what you make a look it up under. See, whites have a different DNA series from uh, um, that than blacks. Now, the greater the number of series in your DNA, the more intelligent you are. See, uh, this series, the series uh, measures the intelligence 
of a person, whether or not this person have a greater possibility of being a genius. Now, it, it, now, if you also want to look it up, you look it up under the global pattern of disequilibrium. The global pattern of disequilibrium, that's what it would come under. These 15 Caucasian scientists wrote, and it dealt with the sequencing and their sequencing dealing with uh, DNA, you know, goes with sequencing and series. Well, dealing with it, they know that they well, scientists of all science have always said we came from the ape family. So when they were trying to find out just how intelligent the apes are and measure how close they are with uh, human beings, so what they did was just start doing a DNA series of orangutan. Now, I want you to really re remember this, that the higher the number of series that you could come up in your DNA, the more intelligent that you are. Well, orangutan had three series. Then they went and they tested the gorilla. The gorilla had more series than the orangutan. The gorilla had four series, meaning that he was much more intelligent than the orangutan because he had more series, which was four. Then, as we know, they said we originated from the chimp family. So when they did it with the chimpanzee and did the DNA series in on him, he had five series. He was far more intelligent than all the other monkey or ape families. Then they went over the world. They went to Europe. They went to uh, 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 all over Europe. They went to China. They went to Japan. They went all over, and they tested these uh, people for their series. And as true as it was, the Caucasians and the people all over the world, they didn't test Africa, but they tested the people all over the world, and they had six series. That meant that they were far more intelligent and more apt to be a genius, uh, having the possibility of being a genius, than any chimpanzee, gorilla, or orangutan. But they left out one thing. They didn't test Africans. So they went and they tested people from West Africa, now, most of the slaves that's in America, they, they came from West Africa. And they were astonished and would not publish it, but they had it copyrighted. The Africans had from West Africa had nine series that they were far more intelligent and more likely to be a genius than any other race of human beings or animal. And sometimes we overlook that fact because people are dropping out in our community. Our children don't want to learn, and they're doing different things. But all you have to do is I want you to start paying close attention to this world. Uh, Venus and Serena Williams, when they got off in the tennis, they took over. Tiger Woods got off into golf. He took over. Yeah, uh, the black took over basketball, baseball, track, everything that you go in, you take over. Now you say, well, well that that just in, in athletic. That's not true. You need need to understand that uh, 
blacks invented the fiber optic. We always hear about 5G and all this. They're bearing these cable underground now. Fiber optic with the computers, everything. Uh, that was invented by a black woman, black female, okay? Also, the GPS, the global positioning system, I can get in my car and I could put the address in California and drive straight there. That GPS was invented by a black female. The typewriter, the gas mask, the safety glasses, the elevator, the clothes dryer, the air conditioning unit, the almanac that tell you when the tide's coming in, when the plant, when not the plant. Blood plasma bag, blood transfusion, lawnmowers, the lube cup, the refrigerator, spark plugs, stethoscope, thermostat control, traffic light, cell phone. You know, everybody walking around with this cell phone in your pocket. You didn't know that it came from uh, a black man. I said the typewriter. The electric lamp bulb. And so many more. I'm just. I just want to put something with your appetite that you want to look at it and do some research on it, just to find out just how sharp you really are. But now these are things that have been held back from you. This have been held back from you for so many, many years that that they're not telling you all these things. You could find it. You could look it up. And then when they went to the moon. The people that figured out the trajectory, how much fuel and everything that it would take, the thing that it would take to go to the moon and come back, they were female. They were black females. They figured it out not with a computer but on a bulletin board. They even made a movie about six years ago uh, uh, called Hidden Figures. They, they, they had them. They didn't even treat them right. They had them going to different restroom because you know they land on the moon uh, a man uh, America sent a man up to the moon in, in June the 20th 1969 so all the way back then we've been just dominating whatever we take care take take on we end up dominating matter of fact it was a it's a 34 year old I've forgotten her name that uh to for COVID-19 vaccination she's the one that came up with that is an African-American young lady, and uh, she's only 34. She's a scientist. So God had God, you gifted people, but until you realize who you are, you can only be successful when you understand that God has put you here. And it's important that, that we look at it about the genomics of the human race and about the Africa, you know, and about the mitochondria DNA that we have in the nuclear DNA what both parents give, but the mitochondrial DNA uh, comes from the female. See, there are different sources of DNA in, in the human cell. You know, you got cytoplasm, and uh, you got you you have your chromosome, your nucleus, and your mitochondrial DNA, all these things, your nuclear, all this stuff is in when, when parts of you, and it talks to you. See, these different things with your chromosome decide the sex. Even you know of, of of the child. There's so many things that's involved that we need to learn to study. We need to get more blacks interested in science and and and, and to look back into African history. 
there are a lot of people that have been looking back in black history and things like that, and uh, they came up with a lot of different things uh, that that would that would profit us a lot. But I, w- I want you to understand, you know, I know that some of you may be confused when I say that mankind started in Africa, but it's time that we start looking up different terms. Now, I want you to understand this. If you look up and you look up the origin of man, they're going to talk about that man first started, originated in Africa. And they said about 70,000 years ago that after, you know, the modern humans had been in and had established themselves in Africa, that smaller populations branched out and established foothold in what you call Asia now, where the Holy Land and, and where the Arabs live over there and in that area there where Iraq, Iran, uh, uh, Libya, well, not Libya, but I'm talking about, uh, about Syria and Lebanon and areas like that and Saudi Arabia and Kuwait and, and Yemen. And areas like that, they they stopped there, and that that that's that's right. That well, whites to call it Eurasia today, but it was no Eurasia. It was North Africa back then. And then later on, it wasn't until about forty thousand years ago, man went in Africa. Now, when you're dealing with the Ice Age, the Ice Age had happened. Everything up up above that up up above uh, in Europe. You have to understand Europe sits on a level much around Canada and above. And so it, you can't grow much stuff there. But I want to show you something. The people went there, there wasn't much sunlight. It was frigid, frigid weather. Uh, one scientist says that Europe is no more than a thawed-out a thawed icebox. In other words, you can't grow things pretty much year-round like you could do that's why even in America down south, that's where you grow most of your crops are grown down south, where the weather is more conducive to growing. And when you get to Africa, just about all over Africa, so it's, it's, it's one of the largest continents on the globe. I'm not talking about Europe, America, South America. None of these continents are largest the continent of Africa. And where Africa sits on the equator in South America, and, and Africa is so much larger that they have all these natural resources in abundance. But after they left out of there, the people went with cold, cold weather, and they began to turn pale. And they they went through what you call a mutation. And I it would I would I would uh, submit to you that we should all look up definitions, and you'll find out, and you'll find out that even some of the greatest white scientists say that they that the white race is nothing but a mutation of the black race. I mean that you are offspring or you fell off and came from the black race. And now and, and I want I want you to listen at this definition of, of mutation. A mutation by Webster dictionary says a mutation is the change of a st- structure of a gene resulting in a variant form that may be transmitted to subsequent generation caused by alteration of a single unit of DNA, meaning that blacks went up in Europe and it was alteration in DNA or depletion. 
A depletion means something left out that was in the original base. A depletion, one is melanin, no color. And no, they don't, uh, white, we call them whites, but they're not white. They're, they don't have a color. They say the DNA, uh, they say a single base unit of DNA, deletion, insertion, uh, rearrangement of larger section of genes. Therefore, a mutation is ultimately the only way in which a new variant can enter into a species. That's the only way that you can come up with a different-looking person than what the original person looked. It has to be a mutation. And I know that we are pretty should know something or uh, realize or uh, can uh, relate to what they talk about uh, right now, what they're talking about. COVID-19 started off with COVID-19, then it went to Delta, then it went to Omicron, but they call it them variants. Now, if you would look up the definition of a variant, the variant would tell you, say, a variant is a form of a version of something that differs in some respect from other forms of the same thing or from a standard. The standard was people had color. People looked like African, but it went away from that through a variant, and that's all that is. And if you think that that's that's tough, you need to think about the first people that was over in America were were black. All you have to do is look up the Omic people, and I can take you into a different form with the Hebrew people and show you that the Hebrew people were, were dark-skinned or, or black people. And it's true. But I, I want to I say this, and we have to understand this. He who write the narrative or write the books or the story make people look the way that they would like them to look. If you go over in different places in Europe and other places, Spain and Russia, if you see the Madonna, mean the picture of the Virgin Mary and Jesus, they black. If you go to a Coptic Christian church, which was a Christian with the Christian with Christian there before it was in Europe, they have a black picture of uh, a picture of uh, the Last Supper with black with Jesus being black and his disciples being black. But they're not going to publish that because whites are not going to bow down to a white god. All of this is going on. And that's where this comes from. It's imperative that we start reading and researching, telling our children, tell them about the Omeg people, that they was here thousands of years before Columbus. They was, they were, they were, they were in America over 1,200 years before the advent of Christ. Tell them about it. The people were here that long. Before the advent of Christ, but we we don't understand these things because we don't research. We don't know who we are or where we came from. We don't understand that 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 you didn't sell yourself into slavery. Most slaves were kidnapped. Even some people came here as kings, as princes. Children of kings were kidnapped and brought to the Americas. They had them all in Mississippi and other places, and some 
and even had children, wasn't able to take his children back after he wrote a letter to the consulate. These things are, are, are true, but we don't read into them. And, and to say that America say the land of the free and the home of the brave, they do not allow us to teach the truth in, in our universities in our schools. You know, but I, I'm going to give you certain uh, things to understand. The name, when you're getting ready to look up different things, look up John Hendrick Clark. That's J-O-H-N-H-E-N-R-I-C, Hendrick Clark, C-L-A-R-K-E. And he would tell you so many things that you need to, to deal with. And you'll learn about Marcus Garvey, how he came from Jamaica. You'll learn about people like Tucson the Overture, why America hates Haiti and other countries hate Haiti today. A ragtag slave army. Now, now Haiti, now listen, I know you hear about Haiti this, Haiti that. Haiti was the second independent nation over in the West. America was the first. Haiti was number two, and it was conquered by blacks. Blacks conquered the French, defeated the French, seven of Napoleon's greatest, uh, greatest generals. You know the little man who they say so much, the man who sold uh, the uh, Louisiana Purchase, the whole middle part of the United States. Louisiana was the largest, well, you could say per state, it was a country because it, it, it was over seven different, I think it was nine different states that made up the Louisiana Purchase. And so most, so many states that people live in today really uh, years back in the early, in the beginning of the 1800s were a uh, part of uh, Louisiana until they needed this, this necessary land to sell to America because Tucson Le Overture had, had just about ran them out of Haiti. You know, today, uh, back then, the first name was called Hispaniola, but uh, later on it became Haiti, uh, Yadi. Uh, then uh, learn about, you could Google it, about the Berlin Conference, and it'll tell you about why why Africa is poor. If you want to learn about why Africa is poor, because the Berlin Conference tells about how the European power neatly came over in large armies and conquered different African nations, and they divided, they neatly divided Africa up among themselves, and they came in and colonized. And now you're looking at, at a place that has so many the abundance of riches and still do to this very, very day, uh, abundance of riches and things. And uh, that's why they, they Africa is poor. It's not because it's not a, a, a rich in abundance and different uh Human resource, natural excuse me, natural resources, and, and semi-precious stone. But it's because someone else run, run, is running the country, and people refuse to trade with Africa if they go on their own. So uh, it's a lot of things that you'll find out that if you study, and just how low and how evil this world, and not just this country. I would say this country is evil too. But just about, I'm talking about all over the globe, all over Europe, you find racism. Even in the Ukraine, 
The blacks couldn't hardly get out to Ukraine until the United States and Great Britain knew that the world was listening about how they wasn't allowing Africans across in Poland and they were freezing outside, couldn't kiss trains to get out the way of the war and trying to get back to their countries. And, and there's so much, but it's time that we put all this aside and start studying to find out who we are. There are so many different uh, scholars now that's writing books about, you know, uh, slavery. But I want us to go further back than slavery because our history don't go back to it websing our backs and working from sun up to sundown. We come back from a great heritage to build a pyramid, people that had sailed the seas before Columbus, before they had done they had this thing talking about Columbus sell the ocean blue in 1492. But before then, you, we know that uh, Amerigo Van Fusive, and we know, you know, that, that also the Viking and that Leif Erickson and others had traveled uh, over to the America uh, because Columbus never set foot in the continental United States. He, he was out there in the West Indies and the islands out that way. Um uh, but he never used him mainly within Hispaniola. He did, because I, I, I went uh, on a cruise and they said that he made it to, uh, he made it out there right outside of America. And, uh, but he never made it, made it to, to the United States. So I wonder how could he discover a country anyway that already had about 70 million people, might have been or more, living in the, con- on the, on, on, on the land in which uh, the early settlers did what you call a genocide. So I don't believe in here listening at at, uh, at the early Americans who called themselves white, which they didn't call themselves white until 1680. People in Europe today don't say that they're white. Only in America people say that they are white. They're called Europeans. I'm, I'm a German. I'm from France. I'm from Italy. I'm a, from Spain. Spain. Nobody say that they're white, but in America, that's because it's supremacy. Amen. We we're gonna come to an end now, and we're gonna get to our Q and A. I pray it was something said, and um, that would give us a little more knowledge of ourselves and make us feel just a little bit proud. And I hope I gave you some. Uh, information where you could look some of these things up that I said yourself. Again, we want to thank uh, Pastor William for always being there, trying to make sure that the word get out there. We are the original people, and that's why I always go back into that part, because we have new individuals just tuned in. The first night they tuned in, and I know sometimes you say, well, it's similar to the same. But I want to let those also know I do have new things that I bring in and I talk about. and uh, But I want those to know that life began in Africa. And white scholars and white scientists, white, white uh, 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 the, the, you know, all these white archaeologists, paleontologists, you know, uh, all of them know it. All of them know it, whether you're talking about osteopolosis and xanthropy, uh, you know, the, the origin of mankind, all of it is right there. 
So uh, if you have any question you'd like to ask, I'm here to answer it. I'll try my best to answer whatever question you ask. So the lines are open. God bless you, Dr. Kemp. Powerful show tonight. God bless everyone that's listening tonight. The lines are open. God bless you. Are there any questions? Well, I see that they're there, Dr. Kemp. Uh, the lines are open. God bless you. Welcome to the show tonight. Yeah, that's Lee Briggs. You know how? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Brother George. How you doing this afternoon, sir? Good, good afternoon. All right. Enjoying the show again. I'm sitting out here with my nephew and him, and they were listening to the show. They appreciated the knowledge of the Bible. <laughs> the knowledge well, coming through. But uh, again, well, we need to get the Christians and up. So there's a loss. That there's a loss out here right now. It's all over America. It's all over America. I don't know what the answer is to that, but Christian folks need to come up and go back to the old, the old way. Take the prayers out of school. I didn't need to find out if the school's any better. Without that's the whole thing in a nutshell. We got to go back to teaching, teaching, teaching children from the beginning. But uh, it's just one of those things. Especially over here. Yeah. Especially where we are. We, we, we get killings every day. It make no sense. I agree with you, Brother George. Uh, we don't know who we are. We are a lost race of people who have taken on the identity of uh, Caucasian race. Um, and I want to say this. When I'm saying that, people may not understand what I'm about to say. You're talking about the most violent people in the world. If I would ask you to, to know about the world wars and the wars that they've been having around the world, you'll find out no other person other than people, the people of color don't war like this. As you're talking about the Europeans, and you're talking about the other races, you're talking about Russia, Germany, and, and the others. They're the people that go to war. They throw more war, they go kill any, every they go kill every every way they go and colonize they kill rape and privilege i i said uh the berlin conference i just said if people read about the berlin conference they want to know why africa is in the shape that they're in look up uh, read about just google the berlin conference or either just look up about uh two sunday over to and find out about haiti Haiti once was a, vi- a vibrant country that was given so much cotton and sugar and the other different things, but then when they started ruling themselves, then the people would not buy from them, and the, the way a country grows is 
through export. Export is when you're selling others, you're shipping your goods out to others. That's where you make your money. But if you're importing, you're paying for things to come in. So you don't you're not making any money that's that that there's money finances that's going out the door, not coming in the door. Uh 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 import you know, uh, export means you selling stuff, money coming in, and the product is going out. And so they do it, did that with Africa, but now Africa has so much product going out, but the income that's coming in is not coming to the people, but those who colonize them, like the British, the Portuguese, the Spain, the Germans, the British, and these guys, they're, they're, they're reaping and raping Africa for all the good because if you notice, I said Europe is no more than a thawed-out icebox. If you have a globe, look at Europe and see what latitude they land on. They're, they're land on up towards Canada and the North Pole. It is freezing. They cannot grow crops there on a regular basis. Russia can't do it. These countries are, are even... If you would say about the Holy Land, the Holy Land latitude would be on a latitude around Virginia. That's why they know Christ wasn't born in December, that he was born in, in the what you call because the shepherds were in the field. And they, they don't be in the field and freezing one at a time. And, and, and so it, it, you go by longitude and latitude. Your latitude is flat, laying flat. Uh, you know, you got horizontal where horizontal is, is a be your latitude. But um and, and up in, in, in the European continent they can't grow much or nothing. So they, they go other places and try to kill the people in the land. That's why I made the statement that uh when they wanted to grow crops in America they grow them down south because it's you're gonna talk about sunny California, you're gonna talk about Mississippi, Louisiana Texas, Arkansas, Alabama, Florida, up to about Georgia range, and and things like that where it stay hot at, and you could grow some things other than a few products that could grow away in colder weather. But further than us doing what we're doing, this has to come to an uh, end. And and like you say, they took prayer out of the schools. They did so much. They tell the parents you can't spank, you cannot spank the child. Uh, if the child called the police on the parents for getting spanking, then that parent go to jail. But when that kid go to the juvie, to the juvenile home, or to the, to we call it, uh, most people, a lot of people listening may not understand me. So uh, you might call it county, we call it the parish, because if the parish jail would equate to the county. Louisiana is made up of not counties but parishes because the Catholics and the Spaniards and French came here. Mainly the Spaniards were Catholics, and they came. And so when they colonized or came here, uh, they they separated uh, Louisiana into what you call parishes. But uh, Brother George, you're totally right. I'm alarmed that, you know, that... New Orleans was once the bloodiest, one of the bloodiest cities in the United States. Baton Rouge has surpassed New Orleans and for the last couple of years, and it, it's just bad. It's bad uh, to see every every day so many people are dying on the streets, and it's all young black uh, African American kids and. Then I see it, and it don't look like it's going to end. And it's just not in Louisiana. It's all over America. So 
we're losing a lot of kids, and 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 the clans and the white supremacists are clapping their hands and things like that uh, because our children are dying on the streets. And the preachers are not really preaching; they're going there, uh, they're going to church. And I, the one thing I love about uh, Pastor William, he keep it real. We go and do a, a, a concert or entertainment count thing at church and we leave. And our children are dying on the street, going to hell in a handbasket. And we are not doing anything about it but entertaining the people and letting them go home. We're not trying to stop and try to, you know, stop the killing and, and, and do what's good. Jesus addressed the problem and the Apostle Paul they addressed the, the problems of the people and of the church, and the church is the people. God bless you. Thank you, sir. Is there anyone uh, else? Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead, then, uh, Brother George. Uh, I just want to say, I sat down and thought about it, and uh, they always were talking about ethnic, ethnic cleansing. We, uh, we here in America, uh, the American slave descendants, we are going through a phase of what's called homicidal against one another, and we're, we, we, it's like a genocide. We're killing ourselves now. We're killing ourselves now. And, and, and it, it, it's never been recorded like that ever before. Uh, they talk about slavery, but the death rate that's going on here, I think we've killed more black on black than the soldiers were killed in Vietnam. I mean, you look at the numbers, it, it, it's crazy. It's just crazy. It really is. Well, if, if, if you're going to do a count of uh, how many black soldiers died in a 12-year period of the, the Vietnam War, yes. If you account 12 years of what's been going on lately uh, in every yeah. state, and you add it together, yes, more black individuals died in 12 years than they died in the 12 years of the Vietnam War. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's true. That's, that's true. It, it's insane. We don't like to. We don't like to 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 talk about it, or we get angry when other people talk about it, and that's what's wrong with us. We we uh, just like uh, when Black Lives Matter. I believe in Black Lives Matter. I believe in. I will march. I will protest. But I want us to start marching and protest every every because every day, like right here, every day you're gonna get at least two or three gonna get killed on the street, and everybody sit in their house and watch somebody come out and cry, tell them that the, the girl was such a nice, she was such a nice girl. But now she's dead. And then they, after they kill a girl, kill a guy, kill her, they, I guess they figure out that he knew about it. They go back and kill him. It's, 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 it's just it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's homicidal genocide. When the, when the, the, the Afrans and the other ones was over there killing one another in Africa, they were saying that that was genocide. <laughs> well, we, we have a form of genocide that's going on right here in America with us, the American slave descendants. We are killing each other like never before. I believe that if you go back and look at the records, when doing slavery, it wasn't that many blacks getting killed the way it is now. The black, we, they weren't killing them like that. They, I mean, they did 
during the Jim Crow era, but during slavery, they were not killing their properties like that. I mean, if you look at it, uh, uh, we set records last year in this town, right here in the capital city of Louisiana. They set records for homicide, black on black. It's homicidal genocide. We're, we're killing more of ourselves than anybody have ever done that. Why can't we see that? I mean, why is that not you a know, problem? Our people, we don't watch. I, I, I sometimes speak at different places, find out our people don't watch the, the news. They don't believe in the news media. We don't watch the news. Okay, the news come on, and it tells you how many people, and just today they were on the news saying, we saw the record last year here in, in, in Baton Rouge. We saw the record of homicide. It's on a level now that's going to break that record. And they yep. say the businesses, different businesses don't want to locate here because of the murder rate that they have here. And that we blame it on the police department. And I was talking with my brother uh, overnight, and I was telling him how, to me, how ignorant sometimes when I address different congregations or different meetings when they talk negative about the police department. And I tell them right in, just in Baton Rouge, you might have 2,000-something police. Mm-hmm. I live about, at the most, 2,500. That's counting the sheriff, the uh, city police, the sheriff, and, and the state police. Because you don't have many uh, state police because they have a lot of outside highways uh, yeah. that that's here now. They can call in the National Guard or whatever. But if you got a city, a place with 464,000 people, almost a million people, how 2,500 police going to be able to be at everybody's house and stop them from killing one another? The police, I hear them, the police are not doing anything. All this killing, how are they going to, to me, it sounds ignorant. When a person could open their mouth or fix their mouth to say it, when you have only so many policemen that you can't be at everybody's house, everyone's house, and you're not going to know where a shootout is going to be. You got hundreds and hundreds of miles, square miles to patrol. And and we have some good police and we have bad. You know, we just got to get rid of the bad, keep the good, but we need to, our community going to have to step forward and do certain things, uh, uh, Brother George. Uh, it's, it's just and and as I said, it's all over America. You you go all over America. You go to Montgomery. You go to Birmingham. You 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 go to Mobile. You go you go to Jackson, Mississippi. You, you know you go to Houston, Dallas. You know they they it's got it's some killing going on. Maybe not as much per capita as it is here, but it's all over. You go all up north. My my buddy's here from New York, uh, uh, um, you know, and he's talking about how they're doing it in New York, you know, and things like that. So uh, we're doing it all over America to ourselves. 
the thing is, we saw the gangsters, uh, 20s, Al Capone, Baby Feet, Nelson, all these, you know, Pretty Boy Flo, all these gangsters going around killing each other. And now we we taking up, see, the culture, we don't have a black culture, African culture. The culture that we live by here is a, the white culture. And the white culture is a culture of violence. And they've been putting us a self-hate. And until we learn to love ourselves, we can never love. If we don't love yourself, you can't love no one else. The kids hate who they are. We 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 don't know that we have a form of low self-esteem that's been inbreded in us. And I, I was telling some people that, oh no, not my children. No, we don't. Yes, you do. Anytime <laughs> you've been brainwashed from the day you was born, yeah. that you a second-rate citizen, you went to. First grade, if you went to kindergarten, first grade, all the way through 12, and nothing in a book was about you. You could have a Bible. Nothing in the Bible showed that anybody was black. So you've been left out of everything. So you have this, that, that it's, it's embedded in you. It's subliminally in your heart. It's underlined in your heart that you less. <clears throat> And I don't care who we are, what our what our education level is, we have it in us because you can't be did that for twenty years and it don't affect you. It's almost mission impossible not to feel that it's there. You may people may not think it because you're used to living a certain way and not being able to to to, to feel different. But uh, if you take a Caucasian and a black, you'll find out and just ask them certain questions. You'll see how different they answer them because that society treat them different and they know yep. they could go further than you can go. So you have that little low self-esteem in you and you don't know it yourself. Yes, sir. That's the expectation. Is, is that oh, they, play, they, they placed it. You know, I, I was in a meeting, and I told them one time because one of the city council guys, he said that uh, because I was saying what, uh, saying some things about America, he said, well, he went to other countries and how they brainwashed the people. I said, America brainwashed people because the blacks have been brainwashed. They're nothing in there. You don't even teach that they did they, 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 the elevator, the almanac, that all these all these uh Invention we done. Nobody is not written. You don't even teach your white children that. You don't even teach it to the black kids. If, if, if somebody like myself and others don't teach those children, they'll never know. So they stay thinking that they cannot accomplish anything, that they never did anything. So that's, so therefore, we don't bring it to them. We don't learn. All we want to do is party and get high and, and barbecue and eat and things like that. And then you're going to keep on that same plane that you've always been on and never elevating your children or your grandchildren because you're not teaching them anything. Uh, the, the thing I was looking at was that the uh, age of, the, of the, the youngsters that are going to prison, I was talking to a young lady, and she was saying that all of the young guys are going to prison. Now, here's the thing. We just had an election this past weekend here. And they didn't have a 50,000 people voting. 50% of the people voted. We have to learn how to go and vote. 
We have to learn how to start being Americans. We are American slave descendants. We are our foreparents were slaves in America, but the the American Constitution said if you're born here in America, you're automatically an American. But they're not teaching that to the children. You're an American. But once you become a felon, according to the Constitution, you can become a slave. You, you, you lose all that's of your rights. That, that, that's the ending of the 13th Amendment. Yeah. To the Constitution. Yeah. Talk about that. Uh, they don't t- that's not being taught. And the children need to learn that. You need to understand you don't go and do criminal things because you can become a slave. You don't have no more rights. Uh, 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 they were uh, having a conversation. I was having a conversation about the, the Black Wall Street. I said, hell, if you want to talk about Black Wall Street, let's make the children research Black Wall Street and see what they were doing to get to the point that they had gotten to. Everybody had a skill, an education. They were nation-building people. They had skills, but nobody's talking about that, about educating the youth. We need doctors and stuff. When I was growing up, we, we had doctors everywhere in the community. That's not the case today. It's, it's you know, uh, I, I beg to differ with the young lady about the uh, the children going to prison. Only a very uh, minute few people are going to prison. Okay, if you do a statistical study, but not out out like okay in Louisiana, sixty three percent of the people that's in prison are African American. The rest are Hispanic, white stuff like that. Uh, in America, it's thirty three percent of the people in America are prisoners, but we only make up twelve percent of the population. So that's a lot, that's a high rate, but that that's a little bit over a million people in prison, and you got three hundred and thirty million people. But what mm. we see it in our community is only a small portion of the kids that's doing wrong, and we don't go go out and try to stop it. it, it right. It's only a very small percentage of the kids don't know what to do, and what we do, we glorify the kids that's doing. Wrong. They, our children call the kids that's violating, they're keeping it real. <laughs> then you find a kid trying to do his homework and in his books, you, you call him a nerd or uh, uh, he ain't real, he acting like white people. I mean, uh, it's sickening. I mean, it's so ignorant. I, I brought that up in church several times. Don't ever say that around me about a kid that's trying to get some knowledge in the yeah, head about yeah, them. About right. they, they, they're trying to they're trying to speak like they, they, they're white. Well, first thing about it, they are not trying to speak like they're white. You just said that you are American citizen. The, the, the language in America is English. You learn to speak it as best you know how to. That does not make you be trying to be white. You're trying to speak the language that you speak. Well, you, you know, know no. I mean, we have so many things that's so backwards that we do. And, and and things I remember I, even myself I fell for that. Me and my brother mm. Sam, we made the honor roll. We wouldn't march because during that time you was a punk if if you were smart. Yeah. And you know yeah. we were so far from being a punk. You know I grew up being tough. Me and my brother. <laughs> but the thing about it was that I wasn't gonna get up and go march up there with my little white my little 
black pants, white shirt, and a little black bow t- I mean, necktie to get the award. The teacher, you give it to me in class, not in the front of the school. So we have that, and, and we perpetrate that at home and in the, in the hood, that this the way the kid going to be. Yeah, that, that, that he ain't nothing but a buddy. He don't come outside with the boys. You know, he ain't doing no dope. He ain't no him for real. Come on. That's the kind of stuff we, we tell kids. And that's why yeah. we get what yeah. we get. Yeah. And some kids fall for it and fall into that trap. You know, I, I have a problem. I'm having a problem with one of my grandkids staying locked up. And it's not because he wasn't taught. And I tell him over and over again. But my mother always said a hard head make a soft rear end. And mm-hmm. he's just going to have to fall. He's just going to have to, after they put him in, in one of, like you say, make him a slave, put him out in them hot fields and stuff, work some of that weight off of him and things like that. Mm-hmm. He used to going out there dealing with that stuff with the football, but he ain't going to put more than that on him. He's going he, he to be working. <laughs> he getting But uh, uh, nevertheless, uh, we could do better. Uh, we, we have to As we come better. to is there that. anyone else? Okay, hold on. Let me see. Is there anyone else had something they like to ask? <clears throat> now, I just want to say, uh, Reverend Kemp, that thank you for the show again. I think it's just so important for our young people to know who they are. It's so hard to reach them. You know, I'm just sitting here listening and we're talking about all the killing and how the young people are doing, but there are some out there. We just have to try to reach them and teach them to teach their their peers. Right. But you know, I just want to say thank you. Uh, well, we really appreciate it, and uh, that was very well uh, received. And we we need to reach out to them. We're gonna have to start teaching our children and and, and our neighbor children. You know. You know, we had a saying in church, each one reach one. Don't you know if each, everybody try to reach out and save just one person, that how many people would get saved? If each one reach one, you could save the multitude of the people. But we're so busy trying to do things that's illegal, that's of a sin nature, and things that we're not focusing on what really matters is our children, grandchildren, our neighbor children, the children with Jesus say, love you one another if I love you. By this, all men will know you are my disciples if you have love for one another. We don't have that love. And in a community that's been downtrodden as an African-American community, we have a self-hate, and that's our problem, that self-hate. Amen. Is there anyone else tonight? Before we go, I'd like to say, uh, what you're speaking of about, we have to start teaching our children at home, in the house. We have to start that. If, if I don't teach my grandkids that you should learn, that's what Black Wall Street was about. Those people learned skills, trades. They were doctors, lawyers. Everybody 
was good at what they did. They had an education. But now, it, it looks like it, 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 education is being shunned upon in our community. It shouldn't be that way. You have to start at your house and, and demand that your children are making A's and B's with what they're supposed to be, science, math, history. You have to teach that. They have to do that. Because if not, they have no future in America. And I, I, I don't know where else they're going. I mean, if you can't read and write, you still can't get no passport. Yeah. If, if, if the people would understand about Black Wall Street, the people build their own town. They had their own hospital, library, schools, their own cab. They had movie theaters. Everything that they called they had businesses, they had everything that any vibrant city had, blacks had it in Tucson way back in the 1920s, 21, as, as you know, to, to be specific, when it was burned. And matter of fact, our nation dropped a bomb on them because the people said a bomb was dropped out of airplanes. So, I mean, I know they don't want want us to go forward, but they can't do it now because we've been populated too strong, and people are not going to do some of the things they did back then. But we need to come together, as you say, Brother George. We need to get educated, have our own doctors, lawyers, and engineers. We need to be building because the the own the engineers and and the uh, architect was the one that that drew up the building. They we had. Had, had multi-story buildings and all those things back at that time. But the people came together with knowledge and an understanding and supporting themselves. We Right now today, we won't support a black business. We we won't, we the only people that Asians come in, whites, Asians, Arabs, everybody come in and start a business in our community, and we don't have it. We cannot go in an Arab. We cannot go in a white. And we can't go in Asian communities and start businesses. They will not buy from you. But everybody send money out of the neighborhood and don't bring money into the neighborhood. And that's one of our main problems. Well, the time has been well spent. I see we kind of went a little over, but uh, God, I, I, it's a very, very, very good uh, things that we talked about tonight. And I hope that those who are listening and didn't want to come in, that you come in and share with us and that you uh, give us some, some, some insight on what, what you're feeling. Because uh, we have uh, Reverend William here who have all these different ministries. You could tune in tomorrow and the next night, and he have all types of ministry where he talk about the Word of God and, and they share what's going on in the world today. And then they parallel it with the Bible. So he's doing a lot of work for the Lord. And 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 this, this is just the one ministry, one part of the different ministries that he tried to put forth for the listeners. So, you know, we need to also look at him and just say thanks to him for him putting together different ministries. God bless him. Uh, uh, Pastor, you what you need to say before we uh, pray ourselves out of here? Uh, God bless everybody for tuning in tonight. Uh, God bless you, uh, Dr. Kemp, for coming in tonight with History Talking and spreading that knowledge uh, that God has uh, given you, sir. And thank you uh, for every Tuesday night and everything that you are doing for this ministry. God bless you. Thank you very much, sir. God bless. Amen. 
Thank you. Amen. Amen. Uh, again, uh, I want to thank each and every one for tuning in tonight. Those who didn't have anything to say, well, maybe next time. Uh, the only dumb question is one not asked. And uh, you don't have to ask a question if you have some information that you want to share. I can learn from anyone. I'm a person that have a teachable spirit. You could tell me something and tell me what book it's in or how to Google it. I will Google it and I will read it and I will do my research on it because it helps me because I don't want to leave this world. I do not want to leave this world ignorant. So I want to learn as much as I can about all different things that I could teach uh, my congregation and others that I meet throughout the community that I deal with, and it is my responsibility. Amen. Let, let us pray. Father in heaven, we just want to say thank you. Lord, we want to say thank you, Lord God, for the things that were said, the things that were heard, and the things that were done. We thank you, Lord God, for those who gave input after the after the program and those who shared different things tonight. We ask a special blessing again, Lord. We ask a blessing upon Pastor Pastor William, that you continue to anoint his head with wisdom and knowledge and on high and continue his fight for everyone to receive Christ and everyone to be treated fairly. I ask, Lord, that we pray for a friend of mine tonight. He had surgery on his knee. His name is Brother Rodney Braggs. He had surgery on his knee. He called me and said he had been to the hospital. So pray for a speedy recovery. And uh, and I ask that you would pray for me. But next week I'll be back on, but pray for me as I go to New Orleans. I uh, was blessed to win a, a, a full-paid trip to the Final Four, hotel expenses paid for, uh, travel expenses, hotel, uh, tickets to the Final Four, some very good seats uh, at half-court, and, and just, just beautiful. And, Lord, you blessed me with this. It's, Something that I never thought I'd win, but you saw fit that I would win. So I thank you. And, Lord, I bless each and every one. Make our homes homes of love, homes of peace, and homes of prayer. Now, Lord, build us up where we're torn down, strengthen us where we're weak. Lead and guide us, Father, in the way that you would have us to go. But most of all, make us more like Jesus. And, Lord, as we prepare to leave this podcast, this radio station, let us never leave far from your presence. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, with the love of God and the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit, rest within the Bible with us henceforth and forevermore. And God's children said, amen, amen, and amen. Good night. Amen. I love everybody, black, white, rich, or poor, and there's never nothing you can do about it. Good night. Much love. God bless. Good night. People, I love you. We're a family. Yeah, you and me, hey. We'll make it through it out. No matter what the cost. We're a family. Yeah, you and me, hey. We'll make it through the pain, the rain, and all the trouble by ourselves. Oh, 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 oh. People, I love you. I love you. 
We're dying, we're dying, they are lying, hey. We're being tired and hearted, why you hate me? I'm just trying to be, yeah. Great as I can be, great as I can be. Grow with one another, living happily. But you hurt me, yeah. Why not work for peace? Lying from Zion. for turning us on this evening just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness speak the truth with young adults talk live a ministry for the people of god so let's join together and recover what's ours god bless you from the young adults talk family